Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and this is the first real episode of 2023, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know how I feel about extending the best of into 2023. I wouldn't, I would go back on that decision, but this is the first real one, and it is a doozy. Um, this might be a pen and paper one. You might, I don't know, if you're multitasking, you're going to want to hold on to your socks because I have Dr. Janice Hughes on. And if you don't know her, hmm, you're about to. Um, and if you do know her, you know that we are in for a conversation about your career and money and life and taxes and money and planning. And it's it's so, so good. Um but before we do that, am I the only one who struggles to like get into January? Like I feel like I come out of a two-week holiday coma and then I'm like, oh man, it's the middle of January and like everybody's all excited and done all this stuff and I'm like, I'm like just waking up. But I also, okay, so there's like these sleep archetypes. I don't know much about it, but somebody, some intern or someone shadowed me a long time ago and was talking about the sleep archetypes and I am a bear. That's what I, I am quick to diagnose myself without knowing anything further. And it's basically, we just like to sleep. We go to bed early, we wake up late. Um, we're kind of lazy people apparently, although anybody who knows me wouldn't say I'm lazy, but I think in general, I might be like, I, I might be the laziest action-oriented person ever. So yeah, it just takes me a minute in January to get going and be like, all right, all right, let's do this. Let's give, let's give it a go. <laughs> um, so I have to give a shout out to, we have a job posting. So one of the benefits of being at the top tier for the Patreon membership, if you know what the Patreon membership is. Um, if you are at the top tier supporting She Slays the Day, then if you are looking for an associate, I will give you a shout out. So today I have Dr. Camille Berger, who is, thank you for being a top tier She Slays the Day Patreon member, but she owns Early Beginnings Chiropractic, which is in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, 20 minutes north of Milwaukee. So they're a little more populated and where I live in Wisconsin, just a little bit. And they are looking for someone who really wants to balance that work-life balance, 20 hours a week and salary range 30 to 50K. And they focus on family practice with the emphasis on fertility, pregnancy, and mother-baby dyad. Um, they also care for older kids, dads, grandparents, when everyone desires a wellness lifestyle. So you can check out the full listing for that job at earlybeginningscairo.com forward slash careers, or you can email Dr. Berger at camille.berger at earlybeginningscairo.com. So if you're looking for a job in Wisconsin and you don't want to work 40 hours a week, I found you the perfect job. There you go. You're welcome. Um, and also, if you are a She Slays the Day top tier Patreon and you have a job posting, 
you can let me know. Even if you're not a top tier and you want to submit your associate job posting on Instagram, we can do that too. I am just going to become the Bravo matchmaker of chiropractors. Um, what was that? Millionaire matchmaker? Did you guys watch that at all? I don't think it's still going. Um, I don't know how I felt about it. I mean, let's be honest. I watched it. But like, I don't know if they were like injecting, like she was single. And so I was like, well, now I'm confused, but can you be good at your job? And that, I, of course you can be, of course, right? Like what's the time intrude things that like a doctor doesn't need to have cancer, an oncologist doesn't need to have cancer. But I don't know. If you can't find love, I don't know that I can trust you to find me love. But then again, here I am looking for an associate. Oh, do you see what happened there? It all came full circle. I'm looking for an associate. And so some could say, if you can't find yourself an associate, how are you going to find me one? Well, to that, I say, if you live in Colorado or Nashville, I can find you an associate really easy because that's where everyone wants to move to. Rice Lake, the booming city of Rice Lake. We've got 9,000 people now and we have a TJ Maxx and a Starbucks. So like, what else do you need in life? Come work for me too. Or Camille, either way, come to Wisconsin. It's awesome. Um, so before we get to Janice, we are also going to give a shout out to two companies that without them, I would be doing this for free. And so thank you to SCED, who is one of the best things that we did in 2022 for our clinic. Um, they, I like, I never say who we used to be with, but we used to be with a previous text and messaging company and SCED far outweighs, uh, just the convenience and easiness of using it. Uh, we had some major snowstorms happen the, uh, right around Christmas time. Oh my God. Just an absolute shit show. Like, you know, you know, like you have these days right before Christmas that are packed with people and then you're going to get 10 inches of snow and 30 mile an hour winds. And you're like, well, that's neat guess we'll just be rescheduling you and see you around New Year's. Cool. But using SCED, I guess, was the silver lining to my financial month falling apart because it was really easy to tell people that we were close. So thank you. Um, and then our other key supporter is Tony Ebel's The Pediatric Experience. If you are looking for a community of Kairos that are just hell-bent on changing the world and bringing substantial awareness to pediatric chiropractic with the tools of how to do it, giving you the confidence and certainty to see more kids in clinic, then hey, you should check them out and we will have both of their links below. So now without further ado, we have Dr. Janice Hughes. Now she is an executive wealth coach and business advisor. She's kind of, she wears many hats, people. So in her previous role as the director of investors for Curemark, which is a biotech startup company, she learned to apply the principles and strategies related to raising money and creating wealth. Along the way, being part of the team to increase the value of the company from 20 million to a valuation of over 150 billion with a B. She now coaches individuals and companies to apply some of these same money-raising principles in their own lives and businesses. She works with a lot of healthcare practitioners. She loves chiropractors. Um, she loves chiropractic. And she will share today on the show, you know, just how messed up we are in our thinking. Those are my words, paraphrasing, not hers. Uh, she's also an author uh, where she shares her wisdom in Inspired Wealth, which is now a free ebook that you can get, and we'll have that link below. And she is also the best-selling author of Amazon Books, Codes of Longevity, that has 20 other leaders in the healthcare industry. And like I said, hold on to your socks because this is a doozy. You're going to like it. So let's pray and get down to business. Relax your jaw. Find that heartbeat. Dear God, thank you so much for the topic of money. Help us to shed any fear around money, any guilt, any shame of talking about money. Um, we get confused often as chiropractors that if we truly went into this for the right reasons, then saving lives should be all we need. And God, 
I know that there's so much greed and things around wanting more money, but like we have to find a healthy place. We have to find a healthy place for our own mindset and our own life's purpose and not feel bad about wanting to create abundance. Help us to focus and attach in 2023 with our goals of abundance and making more also to you know generate more impact but share that wealth with others and see what kind of impact that can do help us to change that focus of not just what it can do for us but what it can do for the employees in our lives so many of us if we made if we brought in more we could pay our employees more and what that ripple effect would do so help us to realize that this goes so much further than just our own 401k um, and that changing the world, we can do that through more than just chiropractic, but by also providing amazing job opportunities and coaching and books and all the freedom that that can provide to allow our creative, you know, everything that you've stowed in us to come out and that message to help spread awareness and impact. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Here is my conversation with Dr. Janice Hughes. Enjoy. Okay, so I've thought long and hard about this. And instead of welcoming people to the podcast, like, hi, Janice, welcome to the podcast. I would like to start with, do you know your Enneagram type? Yes. What is it? I'm an Enneagram seven with a really big eight wing. Okay, 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 okay. I was like, okay, well, if you're a seven, I know your wing. Because I was like, I don't know. You just, you give off. You give off mature eight vibes type of thing. Well, there you go. There right. you go. That's that's a very polite way, Lauren, that you're saying, Janice, you're old. <laughs> no, no. I think I know, like we say that like none, all Enneagrams are equal, right? Yeah, right. Except yeah. some, when you're first meeting someone and you guess they're one thing, that can be perceived as a compliment, right? You really seem like a like a seven, like a nine, like a two. You're complimenting someone. If you're like, I don't know, you seem like an eight, it can be a very yeah. aggressive way to, to uh, meet someone. And, but a mature Enneagram, like a mature eight is not as much of a jerk. So you're a seven, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, you know, it's interesting. The thing with Enneagram to remind yourself or others, um, it's, it's very deep, but there's also, mm-hmm. you know, the challenge with Enneagram is that it's not super applicable, like in the moment. Um, I tend to really prefer something called the four quadrants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's quite that simple driver, expressive, amiable, analytical. And for years I've taught chiropractors, business people, and their teams, how to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Enneagram. But I think Enneagram is very much about self-learning, introspection, Mm -hmm. you know, how you understand that every Enneagram can be an average version of themselves or an unhealthy or a healthy version. Yeah. So when you use that word mature, like like literally what that is meaning is that someone has done the work, someone Mm -hmm. understands that this is a lifelong process. And then how do you show up a better version of yourself? Or how do you integrate versus disintegrate? Or how do you understand your wings? So I think it's, I love the Enneagram for that personal work. Yes. Then for in clinic, for in health practices, for in business, I really love the four quadrant piece. I have never addressed that on the podcast, and that is a huge um, overlook on my part because you're right. I don't use the Enneagram for patience, like at no, all. Um, I use it for relationships. I use yep. it for myself to um, and my husband and my friendships. My is it? I don't even love using it for hiring because it is so much it's so deep. And like, you can't trust an initial quiz. I was just at Elise's Cairo intensive last weekend. And I asked like, okay, how many people, how many threes do we have in the room? Now about 50% of the room said they were a three. But what I find is that you've got like people who are actually threes, but then you've got small business owners 
who yeah. are taking a quiz that is designed to like rule out their motives and stuff, but they're answering it as a small business owner and entrepreneur. And so yeah. a lot of times I think people get mistyped as a three, wow. a seven or an eight because they're forced to do, you know, be a certain person. So like, yeah, it's, I, I love them. So what are you, what is your like current job? What do you, are you only coaching? What did I have no job about you? You have yeah. no job. Like I said, like no a seven, job. are you yeah. on a cruise somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I have no job. Meaning that, um, you know, if you stop and think about it, I think in our lives, like we have these different personas, you know, so I am a chiropractor. Um, love chiropractic. I was a very philosophical chiropractor, um, came into chiropractic because I'd originally been more on the medical side. I have a master's in somatic cell genetics, um, a degree in microbiology, got accepted into medical school. I did the total 180 into chiropractic. And I love the philosophy, the um, energy of chiropractic. Um, but it's interesting because for years then building my own practice or running practice in what I call some of our old days, I was a very high volume practitioner. A lot of that is based on my personality, based on my love of chiropractic. Um, that is never how I would coach somebody anymore. You know, there's, there's pros to that, but there's also really big cons to that. And I had to learn from a lot of my own mistakes. And so then as I began to speak and coach and teach in the profession and pivoted with some really good guidance from dear friends. Um, you know, Dr. Reekman. Reekman, you know, really talked a lot to me about, you know, how could I see that helping others, I could then, in essence, like be helping the profession. So I, you know, again, as a seven, I pivoted into that coaching world and business coaching. And then after seven years of that, I tend to have a seven-year cycle. Not only am I an Enneagram seven, but I have a seven year cycle and then pivoted into helping a really dear chiropractic friend build a biotech and raise money and, you know, learning all those different things. Like I've had different roles in my life, mm -hmm. but they all come together in the fact that at this stage of my life, I don't have a job. I do some projects. I do some pieces and things within the profession and outside of the profession that I absolutely love. I've been able to, you know, again, chiropractic has given me that gift. You know, chiropractic has allowed me to have, you know, finances and, and family and values and things that I just, I don't have a job. So you are doing coaching though, right? Little bit. Yes. Okay. So what I tend to do now is- I thought, by the way, you were going to like answer that, like in a super cheesy, like if you love what you do, you don't have a job. And I was like, okay, anyway, what <laughs> No, yeah. like you've just created chiropractic and your experience has allowed you to get to a certain level of well that you don't have to work. Right. Right. And, right. And so then it it really like the the clearer we get, or if we put a financial plan in life together you know, that allows us to have that level of freedom. That's what we're really all looking for is more freedom and flexibility. And that doesn't mean like, it's interesting because yes, the short answer is I do some coaching work. I tend to work with people now on these exit plans and strategies. How do we help practitioners, business people embrace the business and really get to a point where you are doing what you love, not because you're generating income. Mm -hmm. And so the income is an amazing byproduct of all of that. But if you stopped, then do you have the financial means that you either then sell that entity and or those dollars generate? But I can also show you a lot of people who have had really big practices, but really big lives and cash flow wise have never built that wealth plan to be able to have that freedom and flexibility. So there's so many pieces of it. And, you know, so I'll work with people on beginning and creating those exit plans. Um, I help a lot of practitioners build other divisions or streams of income within their business. 
Um, I help some chiropractors basically build other clinics, you know, so I do those kinds of pieces. There are a lot of absolutely great coaches or companies that do the startup piece and or help people become more profitable, profit first, those kinds of things. You know, there's a lot of resources. I really now have a very different niche probably based on all my own mistakes of not doing certain things soon enough, early enough. So that's where I'm really committed to that piece. What kind of things, when you say like you didn't do certain things early enough, what kind of things and how early into the career, like if you were going to sculpt kind of the perfect chiropractic career, what kind of things would you do at what point? Well, one of the big mistakes that I made is I didn't love that concept of debt. Um, I really put my emphasis or energy 100% for some first years of all those extra dollars or anything else that was coming in. You know, I wanted student debt banged out. I wanted home mortgage debt banged out. And kind of like now, the Dave Ramsey type yes. thing. Yep. And please all do that not, is bad. Yeah. To please do not think I'm saying you know, we don't address debt. But what I then began to learn is if I only focused on that, guess what we tend to get more of almost like restrictive versus this abundance thinking of, okay, how do I address debt? But why would I wait for wealth building? Mm -hmm. Why would I not put some things in place? And so, you know, from the financial piece, I've tend to speak to a lot of people about what's your number or what's your percentage. And what I mean by that, Lauren, is that if we hate debt, you know, we're probably going to address maybe a higher percentage that we feel better as that number comes down. But could we do that not at the extent of avoiding wealth? Mm -hmm. So is it, eventually I came up with my number was 50-50. So that I felt better that for every extra thousand dollars that I could create, if 50% of that went to debt and 50% went to wealth and growth, that was a far better balance for me. So, you know, again, now some people again say, wait a minute, if I can, maybe they have a more risk averse personality, wait a minute, if I can grow, or if I can do this and have that grow, I'm going to have so much more opportunity and I'll bang that debt out. Mm -hmm. So they might be 75% towards wealth and only 25% towards debt. You know, so, so some of that depends on personality. Yeah. Right. And now, so that's some stuff about money that in hindsight, I could have done differently. And would you have just started with like your basic Roth IRA or like, what would you have, what would you have been doing as far as like the other 50%? I do not love traditional. And I'll tell you why, because I did some of those things, which depends on your country that you're listening from, you know, in Canada, we call those RRSPs, 401ks, Roth, you know, mm-hmm. again, there's there's all of these traditional vehicles. Well, the traditional vehicles were created all those years ago for the average. And the average is people basically at that point generating about $50,000 a year in salary or income. And the same thing. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not standing here or having these conversations to say, oh, do this with your dollars. But I fortunately got exposed to some people pretty early then as I began to have a look at this concept that really helped me see how could I take a vitalistic approach to my finances and how could I be in that driver's seat, you Mm -hmm. know, to help my accountant understand that my accountant's role was to be my bean counter and to give me really good advice, but not to give me wealth building advice. You know, a patient that comes in that sells a product, you know, that's not somebody who's thinking about my whole financial well-being. And so I tended to then attract, I wrote a book, I'll we'll we'll happily just give that ebook version to any of your listeners called Inspired Wealth. 
and worked with an amazing financial planner that moved into wealth building planning and talk a lot about, you know, how to keep your money moving. You know, some of your listeners, this generation will understand how do you become your own bank. Mm-hmm. I love all of those approaches to finances. So I'm not a big advocate. I've never been traditional. As a chiropractor, I, I get it. I embrace that I'm just not right. the norm. And that's what has allowed me, though, using really smart vehicles. You know, I'm married to an amiable. I'm a driver. I'm married to an amiable. He's less risk averse. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do things that are so risky. Doesn't mean I won't do some of that, but but realizing that there are approaches. And that's why part of an exit strategy for anyone is also who's from a coaching perspective looked at all that you have and your practice in many cases for a lot of people listening that are health practitioners you know any business people your business these are in many cases one of your biggest assets it allows you to generate cash flow year over year over year So in thinking about it and understanding what is the value of it, not just that you help a lot of people, we want to give to love to serve, right? We also can do that more out of abundance. So you see how I I learned all of these things, but then I hope to fast track that for a lot of other people. Okay. So then like, what does that look like in... So like, let's say somebody is in their late thirties, early forties, what does some of the steps, like, what are some of the most basic steps that when you're working with somebody, you would be having them focus on versus someone who's maybe in their late, well, and I don't even like putting ages to it. Cause like, what if somebody at, 40? that's right. It has okay, nothing to do with it. Let's yeah. change it to um, somebody who's planning on still adjusting for probably the next 10 to 20 years versus somebody who's like five years, maybe type thing. Honestly, for everyone, it is that conversation about what is your financial landscape? What is your, I call them your basic nuts, your, your office expenses, you know, what are you generating how are you paying yourself? You know, are you paying yourself with dividends that are more open to taxation? Are you on salary? Like it's, have you got clarity on all those kind of basic business pieces? Um, what is your personal home family net? Um, what are you doing with these discretionary dollars? You know, so that's almost like just everybody could do a basic financial overview and clarity of your business, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter whether you want to exit in one year, five years, 10 years, what's the value of your business? What's the value of your practice? If you couldn't do it beyond the next few months, what's it worth? And then Are there ways and things over time that will vary dependent on the amount of time for your exit that can build that asset? So say if your asset, say if your practice ultimately is valued at, and most people don't even know how to value their practice, but let's say it's valued at $400,000. Well, that's only as good as what someone would pay you for that anyway, but what or how do you either maintain that or increase that? And if you plan on a shorter exit, there's a bunch of things you need to do differently to say potentially sell that, to get that value. Ooh, like if what? you've got, well, who's going to buy it? Okay. How are you going to find a seller? Say if you want to be out in a year, practices can sell for anywhere from I've seen documents done and dusted in three months, but it's taken three years for other people. Okay. So if you have that shorter plan, you know, get that valuation, understand that sooner versus later. 
Then if you have a longer lead and you're looking at what you'd love to do in five years and 10 years, that opens up different things because by knowing the value, well, what happens? Are you the personality? Here's where Enneagrams or personality profiles come in. Are you the personality to groom and lead a chiropractor, other chiropractors, associates, other practitioners, things that could add value, but don't be under any illusion that that just all happens naturally. So you have more time, but depending on your personality, those kinds of things go into your plan. So there's always three steps. Number one, what is the value? Number two is who's going to purchase this? And number three is how do you make that happen? Okay. I want to dig into all of those. So can you, how, is there like a general equation for valuing your practice? Yes and no. So there's all these check marks that go into it because in a perfect world, I always love to say to a practitioner, we know that here's again, basic finances, your profit and loss statements will have you with a net at the end of every month, at the end of every year. Well, then we can argue a hard bank will say, well, that business is only worth whatever the net is. But really, that's not the truth, because in healthcare, we are generally small business people, unless you have a fleet of clinics. And so therefore, it's actually really worth a year's gross, not a year's net. But now there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen to really make it worth that. You have great systems. It's not personality driven. You have a trained team. What model or style of practice are you in? Is it reproducible with or without you? Mm -hmm. What is happening? Like, are you needing a fire sale because you're hurt and you've got to have somebody else take this over? Or so see what I mean? There's a whole yeah. bunch of check marks. And so that's the reason why we get all these people out there saying, well, a practice is really only then worth about 50% of that or 0.5x. You have to have a lot of things in place to get your 1x value a hundred percent of that value. And in the last, like, let's say trend for the last five years, is there a price that is like that sweet spot? Like the, the, I mean, obviously it depends on who you're wanting to sell it to, but like in general, is there, is there a certain price practice that tends to fly off the market the fastest? Well, something that is a really strong business. So it doesn't mean that, you know, everybody goes, well, a $200,000 a year grossing practice is going to sell faster than a $1.5 million a year practice. But really, like if I'm an investor, if I am thinking about smart business, very often the $1 million or $1.5 million grossing practices have great business systems. Not always, but, you know, so, so there isn't a dollar mm -hmm. value. The really sweet spot is smart business people. When someone knows that you're not just running a practice that is about give, love, serve, but that has well-trained teams, that there's strong business, that a bank would even look at that, or a financer looks at that and goes, this is value. This generates year over year over year are the practices that are going to sell faster. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, 
and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Hey, She Slayers, so many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. So if like, okay, so if I called you and I'm like, Janice, I need to sell my practice. Um, do you have like some basic questions that you would ask a chiropractor to get a sense of like how good their systems are? Yeah, you, you start number one. It, it's not very sexy to say it, but are those numbers being generated year over year over year? Okay. Can someone instantly give me their PL statements, their stats, their charts, that they understand their trends right away? That's a business person versus someone that goes, oh, I don't even know how to get those documents for you. Got it. Yep. Okay. Red flag, red flag. And, yeah. And and again, everybody listening, like, you know. Just real clarity of where are you? I, in so many of the different women's groups now, like I'm happy to have just a complimentary conversation with anyone because part of this is we need to recognize we've so often got our chiropractic hat on that have we got time or have we seen the value of investing even in a few hours, maybe per quarter, maybe per six months that we overview the business. And then we say, how do I put systems in place? How could someone walk in and do this with or without you? Mm -hmm. And now for everybody listening, I had a totally personality driven practice in the beginning. You're a seven. Seven. Bring eight. <laughs> great, great communicator. Loved what I did. All that passion. Like, how was I going to train somebody to do it? I had all these about to graduate or new docs come to visit and say, oh, I want this. And I would look at them honestly and say, what price are you willing to pay? I worked my tail off mm -hmm. because I loved it. I was passionate about it. It was a baby to me. It was a child. I had my oldest son when I was interning. And I'll tell you, you know, again, I ended up putting as much money, time, energy, focus into my practice that I did into my child. 100%. And so, you know, I just, I wanted people to understand like, you know, wow, this takes a certain tone. Mm -hmm. I don't even think maybe work is the right word. It takes a certain tone and commitment to create that. Well, then what I had to learn is I was doing all that without any systems. I was making it up. So as I began to systematize, that's where, you know, again, things began to be more consistent. Or as I more clearly learned to lead associates, 
versus just tell them what to do. Yep. Absolutely. And like for systematizing, did it like, is it just starting with a training manual, like putting it in writing? Training your team, having your team really clear, you know, here's what we do every time. Like, is this a five-star experience? I know everybody gets really big on the five-star. Like, is it, is it exemplary service? Well, then you can say, well, why? Or what role does everyone play? Do I have training? And, you know, in the old days, we'd call that a training manual. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love, I mean, I just love technology. I, I'm, a, I'm a learner. I'm a user. But so much of this was not around, remember, when I was in practice. And so, yes, I like some rough sketched out, say, plans or categories but why do you not have a video training of yeah. every single thing that's done in the clinic? Mm-hmm. Just a cell phone. Like we don't have to get elaborate. These don't have to be the best videos in the history of the world. Look at YouTube, look at reels, right. look at like, like again, do those for your clinic and just have some one of your team walk around, you know, and videoing things, videoing how you guys do things that adds incredible value because now you also train your associates. You know, we, we want to give our associate, here's the script. But what I love is when we're even in the beginning creating this, I love having a lead doctor have their associate that's now in the first 60 and 90 days shadowing them do up a Google doc for every procedure that they're learning. And then you can just go in and edit it and you guys can do a video. And now right away you have a training manual. Yep. That's awesome. So you see that that's a a faster, easy way to think about, do I have any of those resources? Because if you do, number one, I think we just rest easier Like that was in the old days, all on my shoulders. And then I started having other kids and who did I get to cover and how did they hold the tone that I did? You know, so that forced me to say, what are my systems and is it reproducible? Yep. So then the next one was like, who's buying? Is that... If you had to like pull a number out of your ass, um, would you say that, like what percentage would you say are like new grants, are buying practices? Well, I think that it's still a very low percentage, not because they can't afford it or we all know that the debt is so high. I think we just don't talk about it enough because as even a new grad, um, I love things like, groom to purchase. Mm-hmm. You know, can you go in instead of if you know where you want to be, if there is this opportunity in a practice that's a good asset, could you guys already crystallize the value, know what the practice is worth, and that say you for your first year are learning all the systems, but you already have that letter of intent on the table and you are going to put a certain amount down. Like, like can, can we do more of that? I think there's a big opportunity. And you would be amazed at how many people, and it's still a very small percentage, but how many people as I go into schools have a business background or have had a successful background in doing something else. And if you're purchasing an asset, in many cases, same thing. It's not going to be for everybody, but a bank looks differently at purchasing an asset than loaning you money to do a startup that you have no track record and you are a very big risk with that. So now let's, let's be real though. That's still not enough people that are talking about that for a new dog. Right. You know, so. Cause they're just scared of the money. Scared of, the, scared of that, that dollar. Oh, there's no way I could buy that. And, you know, I, I just, I'm going to give you a really good example because I was just speaking with her again this week, celebrating. This is a chiropractor that's now been 
in this practice for 11 years and graduated for 12 years. She did an unsuccessful associateship to then meet an amazing chiropractor that already knew not only did she want a great associate, but it was this idea of who is my exit person. And so within a full year of that, they were already doing the value for the purchase and the young doc doing an SBA, a small business loan, which takes a lot to do because you're doing, you're learning the business and understanding the numbers. Um, she has now owned for 10 years and has moved the clinic and has just bought the building, the entire building that her facility is in. And this is all within 12 years of graduate. Wow. So is there, is there an ideal timeline for like the grooming process? So like I am, let's say, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. So like I'm 36. I don't even imagine selling my practice for at least, let's say 12 to 15 years. So I have an associate who is 31. So I'm thinking like, okay, she's probably not the right one because right as I'm getting ready to graduate, she's gonna be like, I don't want to like start, like I'm kind of on the outswing too. Um, so like, do I want somebody, would I want somebody who is in that, going to be in that sales mind three years like I can't I don't or is it like no buy this in 10 and that's still okay is there a sweet spot there for that grooming well everybody's going to be different no different than everybody's I knew you were going to say that yeah no not only is everybody's um financial risk you know different or their financial percentage is going to be different depending on who they are like see what I mean that there's so many pieces that go into this not just, oh, well, is that the person? Like you have to take a look and say, okay, so what is my strategy? If I want to be doing this for 10 or 15 years, where am I already financially? Do I want to maintain 100% ownership? Or am I going to say, if I have a fabulous associate that I also know has leadership, ownership potential? Is this a person that I'm going to do basically a, a buy-in, maybe a small partnership purchase? You know, am I the kind of person that I'm very entrepreneurial and I could see that that person set up in their own location could build a whole other business or facet of this? Mm -hmm. You just came back from an event with someone who has, you know, really set up a secondary office. We know some great chiropractors that have multiple clinics, you know, some personalities that is so not where you want to head. So see how that personality, like that dreaming, you know, how much effort and energy do you want to put in? You know, if this is an amazing associate, like, why would they stay? Like maybe their personality is, is that they prefer stability. If they are again, more amiable or less risky in their personality and they like the stability and they're learning their confidence, maybe they do have a five-year plan. But what happens for you if you think your existing associate right now is going to give you that freedom and flexibility over these next five years to do, you know, the coverage, maintain the clinic when you're not there or give you this freedom. And then what all of a sudden, if that person's personality goes, well, I'm just going to go do this on my own. Right. So see what I mean? That's why, that's why this is so creative. This is the part I love about it mm -hmm. is that People always want to put that complete formula onto this. And I just think there's a lot more creativity. And I'm going to give you another example. I have been speaking with a female chiropractor who has had her first child. And 
thought for years that she would be in practice probably until her 50s. And she's like, wait a minute, my entire life has changed. And what I realized is I would actually like to sell. And now is going through, okay, well, who's going to purchase this? It's at a price that in some ways could, should get snapped up but she has no potential purchaser. She has an associate that covered her maternity that now a bank is gonna question because some things dip down, like does that allow the freedom or the stability? So now she's sort of going, wait a minute, what I thought I wanted is different. And so who's going to buy this or what can that look like? And, you know, I said to her, it's far more creative because she's got another or a chiropractor practitioner who is offering to buy it, but so low. And so I said to her, well, if he's willing to put that amount down or says he can't get the bank loan, could he put that down on your sale? And then could you do some owner financing? Like this is a really creative People are scared, but this is why the Roth IRA is so still talked about is because it's not scary. It's like, what are people, people are ultimately scared of being creative. They don't have enough financial intelligence that they're going to make a bad deal and lose money and their business. So then, so then they kind of alienate themselves from opportunities, right? Well, and they probably are realizing that they need a lot more money long-term. See, your practice has been generating your cash flow. Mm -hmm. This is why a financial, a great overview or conversations, like really about your wealth building plan. Like, remember you asked me again, you know, about my job. I don't have a job because there are multiple ways in my household that we have streams of income. Yep. And it just takes some, I'll call it thinking, dreaming, planning to figure out where those come from. But if you, a big part of the fear is you somehow know, okay, wait a minute, right now, as a small business person, I also write off my books and my learning and my courses through that business. And then what begins to happen if I don't have that business? And so see why there's so many parts that go into it, because what some people don't realize is that it actually depends on your financial landscape may be smarter to sell your business over time than it is to take a lump amount. So then that kind of gets us to the final of the three. You had said like valuing your practice, who's going to buy it. And then the third one was like how you sell it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how these dollars, like how do you show someone that even though the net, like they're going to be, they're going to have advisors saying, well, you're not netting anything. Well, we're not netting a lot because my salary's paid through the business Um, my life is paid through the business. All of that is what you would call discretionary that's in your P&L statements. So someone purchasing it, they need to see how they can service a loan for this. You need to figure out how ideally you're taking those dollars so that those don't all go to the tax man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so are you a fan of, cause you say talk about like getting a loan, but then, you know, you had also said something earlier about being the bank. So like, what is, what's like some of the most, like, do you recommend both? Like they get a loan and then you service some loan? Like what are, how do you recommend? Again, it depends. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's that same answer. What are your numbers? Yeah. Where are you at? You know, let's face it, cash is king, unless that cash all goes to service tax. So working with 
your accountant. Here's also the advantage of having a value or evaluation early. And then probably if you aren't selling for 10 or 15 years, what's the next five-year value? Because your accountant can start to do a lot with that based on, it's like if you buy an asset at this price and it goes up to a higher level, you are going to be taxed in a certain category based on the growth. Right. Well, right away, if you have this year's value and then you show two and five years from now, you notice that there's that piece that goes into it that we want your accountants to be able to help you. But also for many of you, depends on your finances, what would you even do with those dollars as they come in? Do you need them? Do you need your salary? Do you need your cash flow to live? Because if you do, you're not in as much a position to sell as you think you are. Right, right, right. Okay. So it's basically all coming down to very, very much depends. Yes. And, and that's, that's the challenge, but I also see it as an opportunity, like start talking about this, or even it's a mental thing. I find the first shift is, wait a minute, I'm running a business. Yes. (laughs) Like a business. Yes. That is healthcare that I love. I love to give to love to serve, yet what am I really generating? Like sometimes for people it's cleaning up that instead of always just taking your dollars out, basically like a dividend, it's getting yourself on salary. Mm -hmm. So that as salary, you're servicing the taxes. Like here's what happens for a lot of young chiropractors. You get out, you've got a lot of student debt, or you think that, you know, there's enough write-offs that all of a sudden you can grow and everything's going to be fine taxes. And a real kiss of death for growth is that you suddenly one year have this tax bill and no reserves to pay those taxes. Mm. And it's great because you grew, but at the end of the day, you're providing a job for everyone else and you're servicing taxes. Yeah. So this is this is what I mean. There's a lot of there's pain in those things, but there's a lot of opportunity. I had to learn to love the business. And then the more I did that and the more I was able to do that at different stages of my career, the more I love that flow of dollars. I don't begrudge buying something of high value. I don't begrudge donating money. I don't begrudge that going out because I see that as a cycle. Like, first of all, like I'm, I'm putting my dollars into high value things in my life, which have included building the systems to allow me to have cash flow, even as I'm not in practice. I've been out of practice now longer than I was in practice. Is that crazy for you? It is. It's really weird. I feel like the identity piece as a chiropractor gets in so much way of realizing you're running a business Mm -hmm. because like, I feel like we force feed chiropractors um, to like almost feel guilty that they want to be profitable. Like, you know, it's like, they have to say it and like, well, of course I want to be profitable because then I can serve more people. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to run a business. Like yeah. this is okay. And I feel like that, you know, there's just very few people educating them about things that you're talking about. Very well, it's few. funny because I tease all the time, Lauren, that, you know, as I came back from some other projects and started again, putting more time back into chiropractors, chiropractic. Um, It's funny, I I tease people that um, I was talking about money, which is a more difficult conversation for people to have than to talk about their sex life. Literally, like if I start asking someone, you know, so it's even things like, 
like a chiropractor saying, oh, well, I see 200 people a week. Okay, you're adjusting 200 people a week. What, what's the business? Like, you know, some people are charging $30 in adjustment. Some are charging $70 adjustment. Still doesn't equate. Somebody charging $30 might have expenses so low that they're keeping like 25 of those dollars, right. even considering their overhead. Somebody with $70 coming in might be spending $68 to get that $70. Like nothing equates. Yep. And so then as you start to talk about it, you know, I'll ask people things like, well, what's your office visit average? Mine used to be terrible. And so, you know, sometimes I think we just have to realize that we just don't talk about money. Most of the chiropractors have the opportunity to generate and make more money than anyone in their family could have ever dreamed of. Now, that's not everybody. Some come from very well-off families. Right. I came from a family with so much love and no money and resources. And very quickly, I was generating more than my family would have, could have ever, not just in a year, but in like chunks of their lives. And so there's so much, it's about this money mindset, money consciousness, our abundance thinking, you know, and, and so I tease everybody, like, if I could do this, anybody could do it. Because I came from, again, a family with no reserves, with nothing, um, literally learning along the way for my money mindset, how to become a business woman, how to embrace that, you know, these, these things, you know, either they do take a lifetime, a lifetime of coaching. I've been coached by great people. I've been mentored by great people. I have searched out, you know, ideas and people I can learn from. I take courses all the time. And, and for me, it either does take a lifetime or I'm just a really, really, really slow learner. Uh, I don't, I, I doubt it's the second. Yeah. I, I have a feeling it's the first. So I think it just is something that if we can really embrace this, like, what are we learning this year? Yep. You know, what are we chunks? You came back from a program mm -hmm. and, and you want to be around people that are learning and growing and embracing their business and, you know, how and why would we not spend some dollars to sit and learn those things? It's like it's a fast track or coaching. You know, like people used to say to me, oh, I just, I don't think I can afford, you know, a coach. And I'd say, well, if a coach can't help you generate more, either more freedom, flexibility, or more money, then that's just not the right coach. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you can't see that value there, yeah, not the right coach for you. So, yeah. Oh, um, okay. So how can people get more of you? How can they set up a consult call? How do they, what? Yeah, I'll share the links. I'm working so you can't. I do complimentary 30 minutes for, for anyone. Like I have some links based on, um, again, this idea of evaluation, of a tenure exit strategy, of um, how to take and get involved with products or services that add a new stream of income. Some have that already within their practice that they've just not built out. So, you know, again, for me, that's part of my love of this or give back to a profession that, that has given me everything. My being a chiropractor has given me my life. You know, my kids, my oldest was born while I was interning. You know, we all laugh about it. You know, still people from my class, we graduated 33 years ago and still people ask about little Rob, which was a baby that everybody learned to adjust. Yep. <laughs> And so I, I just recognize that, like, again, I asked, I found people to have conversations with. So that's where I can share those links. You know, I'll definitely share, and you can share with your listeners, you know, the ebook, Inspired Wealth, which is, you know, it's 20 years old now. 
And um, the, the financial planner and I that wrote it, we sort of laugh where it was a book before its time because it was talking about the energy of money and the movement of money and things that are now much more standard. But we laughed about it. Like people looked at us like we were crazy back then. You know, so so I'll I'll share some of those things, you know, and and it's just like I, I want to encourage people like have these conversations or listen to these topics and then think about it. And what is my practice, my business worth? What do I dream of? Like really what we're all wanting is more freedom and flexibility. Yep. Absolutely. So how do you begin now to have more dollars or a financial plan or a business strategy that really makes sense so that you get those things that you're looking for. Not, oh, someday I'll have that, but what's your plan? How, right. how do we attract it? You know, I, I really think that what we think about, we bring about. So even thinking about these things allows us to attract more of this. You are a delight. Thank you so much. Um, I, I personally want to reach out and like, we're, we're, we're going to have more conversations on this, but like, I will have all of those links below. Um, you've been on multiple podcasts too. Like, I mean, you can probably go find just hours and hours of you as well on the on the internet and stuff. So uh she slayers, make sure you check out those links and um don't get overwhelmed. Like that's one of the number one things that I like one of the 20 overwhelming things that I've heard today is like it takes a while and don't shut down. Just like keep learning and absorbing and yes, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Until next week, she slayers. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.